1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio
2: Network. The fantasy football season opens up on Thursday night, but on Wednesday, we got some good news for fantasy owners of Ezekiel Elliott. He is signed and ready to go for the 2019 season. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. And welcome.
3: Fantasy Sports Today.
2: Welcome into Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Bish, along with Joe Pizzapia on this Wednesday, on the eve of the NFL season beginning, and as we head toward week two of the college football season here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and Joe, it is good news for owners of Ezekiel Elliott, who waited, who hoped, who wished, they got their wish today, he is signed, he is with the team. And if his ADP slid a little bit in the first round in your draft, you ended up doing okay. If you took him where you thought, you ended up doing okay as well. So good afternoon and a good afternoon for Elliott owners for sure this year.
4: It absolutely is, Craig. And look, it's not a surprise. This was a very different scenario than what was laid out there between Melvin Gordon, what was laid out there last year with Le'Veon Bell, And you had to treat it as such. And it was also a very different situation because of the team and the owner. And we're talking about Jerry Jones. We're talking about a guy that all he wants to do is win. He's obsessed with winning. He's got that Steinbrenner-esque quality about him. And that's great. That's what you want an owner. And he's no dummy. He knows what the Cowboys are with Ezekiel Elliott. And he certainly knows what they are without him. And uh, Dan Graziano from uh, ESPN had a great piece he wrote a couple weeks back that I tried to retweet everywhere and, and get people to read explaining the difference between these contract scenarios and why it was imminent that Ezekiel Elliott was going to find a way and the Cowboys were going to find a way to get back to the table, back together and make this work. And that's what they did. So if you got Elliott at one, you're okay. If you got Elliott at four, you're okay. If you got Elliott at seven, you're doing great. You're loving life right now. So really when all said and done, no shocker here, And certainly no shocker that Melvin Gordon, uh, no movement on that one either. So Ezekiel Elliott owners, congratulations. It's your birthday. Have a party.
2: Yeah, you got to feel good about that for sure. I I, I think from my perspective, the way that I looked at it was similar. But look, I mean, as of Monday and and Tuesday, basically, he wasn't signed. So the question that I would have, Joe, is that was Elliott worth the risk even over the weekend? being unclear if he was going to play in week one or week two, because that certainly was very much on the table. And by the way, could be on the table this week. We really have no idea. Now, there is a report, and let's not get too crazy about this, that he could get 20 to 25 touches this weekend. And so I would ask you this. First of all, that's a bunch of nonsense. There's no way that anybody's going to ever release what their game plan is going to be going into the game uh, he could get 30 touches, by the way, he could get zero like we really have no idea. This is the NFL. Nobody knows anything. And so I would ask you from a season long perspective, Joe, do you plug him right in? I'm guessing the answer is yes. From a DFS perspective, as we get closer to that weekend, too, is he worth taking the risk in any kind of tournament this weekend? What is your opinion on that?
4: That's a great way to phrase it to because i think in the season long you're right you have elliot you're playing elliot if he touches the ball 12 times you're still happy because it's Ezekiel elliot and you hope that you get enough but when you talk about the return on investment in terms of price in terms of what you have to pay for Ezekiel elliot that's a little bit different and i think when you're looking at dfs with football it's obviously so much of it is about volume target share time share all of those things so yeah. Theoretically, I'm sure they want to hand up the ball 25 times. I just don't think that's going to happen necessarily. I'd, I'd be very surprised if that was the workload week one. However, it is the Giants. It is an division game. Stranger things have happened. It's certainly not a cash game play that I'd be comfortable with. But in terms of tournament play, there is some upside there in the sense of there will be a lot of people shying away from it. So ownership will be low. That makes sense. You know, the upside of Ezekiel Elliott, especially is going to be there in this offense. Um, I think I personally would shy away from it, but I think you can make an argument for it in tournaments this week because of all these extra factors built into it, where it goes from being a guy who normally would be very chalk to a guy who's going to have a ownership a little bit lower.
2: Yeah, and I I think that the issue for me on this one in particular is, uh, especially on some of the sites that I'm seeing, $9,100 on FanDuel. Like, There's no discount at all going into the weekend with Zeke, but the bottom line is that you have to make those kind of decisions, and certainly as we get closer to the end of the week, and even on the show, we're going to bring in Ben Heisler from Fantasy Sports Markets. He's going to discuss some of the pitfalls and some of the promises to bring in, Zeke, and and by the way, Joe. I mean, we're we're kind of here. Do you feel excited for tomorrow night? Like, I mean, is I don't know how you ever feel about Thursday night's opening night game, and we got Bears and Packers tomorrow, and then of course this weekend. Like, are you you are you pumped up? Or are you? Jumping oh, I'm, up incredibly oh dude, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly pumped, dude. I'm I'm kind of wondering how you feel about it. Yeah.
4: I am. You know, it's funny because my whole life I was always a baseball kid. Right, I was a baseball kid even a baseball adult, and I was always a big football fan too, but I think somewhere in the last couple of years, something changed where I just started to get more excited for football season. I I don't know. Maybe it's the grind of baseball as I'm getting old. It's kind of taking its toll on me a little bit, Uh, but I don't know, man. I I am stoked about football this year, and uh, I think I've personally – never put as much effort into the black book, into the preparation as I have this year. And that's saying a lot because I'm always very prepared, but yeah, man, I'm excited to watch this play out. And I think that we are in a great place with the NFL too, because there are a lot of young superstars, young quarterbacks, young running backs. There's been a really good injection of youth into the league that I'm excited to watch play. And I think everybody out there is as well.
2: Yep, and and me too. I love college. Uh, I like college more than I like pro, but certainly I'm excited for it too. And my one dynasty league that I'm all in on, my contract league, uh, I do have Elliott. So I am feeling a lot better about setting that lineup for the weekend. All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. It's time for our Fantasy Sports Today opening drive. Craig, miss Joe, piece Pia. Don't go away.
9: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. If you've heard of
1: WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmats WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
3: The morning after.
1: Without gambling, without fantasy, the NFL
3: is essentially the CFL. They get 40,000 people and stuff. People don't really bet on it. They're actually there to support the team and get drunk. You know, it's not like son of a bitch calling talk radio and freaking out. It's not as magnified, it's more like college like. But my point is, you take away betting from the NFL. The NFL is boring half the time. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Epic TSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Did we just become best friends? Yup! The best friends forever. If that happens a month ago, LaShawn McCoy would have ended up being fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, something like that. So there is still value to be had right now. You know, there was a report that came out from uh, Brooke Pryor of the Kansas City Star that he expects LaShawn McCoy to take a large percentage of the team's backfield reps this upcoming season. So it's going to be a committee. It's going to be a committee. to be a committee. The question is who will lead that committee. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719.
1: Then he pivots,
0: fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it...
3: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pisapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents... First play from scrimmage. The opening drive.
7: The first play of the game. Not the opening drive.
5: It is
2: the opening drive here on Fantasy Sports today. Craig Miss Joe Pizzapia, if you're listening to our show, make sure, especially on demand, that you like and subscribe to our show, especially for those of you who use the Apple or Android users. This thing gets populated and sent to you automatically. If you subscribe and please like and rate the show, give us five stars if you wouldn't mind. It definitely helps us. And uh, among all of the other podcasts that are out there, and there are a lot of them in the world, it gives us a little bit of a higher rating if you appreciate what we do here on this show. If you appreciate the opening drive, you can also let us know at Joe JoePizzaPia17, at Craig Mish, of course, on Twitter. Sean Guastamacchia is producing this program once again as we inch closer to the fantasy football season. Let's start off, Joe, with our first down. We thought that... The big news today would be Jared Goff signing his contract. Of course, it is not. And it is Ezekiel Elliott, as we mentioned, in case you missed it and you're listening live here on the show. He did sign. He will play for the Dallas Cowboys this week. So let's start off with what we thought was going to be our lead today, which is Jared Goff getting $110 million in guaranteed money. You and I have talked about Goff and how we feel about him in fantasy. Not really at the top, but also not at the bottom. Somewhere kind of in the middle of that of that QB1 what did you think about this contract? Do you think that this ends up working out for the Rams, Joe? $110 million guaranteed. I'm always just looking at the guaranteed money. I don't look at the overall contract because you know how it works in football. They don't like you anymore. They get rid of you. But he's going to have $110 million in his pocket when it's all said and done.
4: That's funny. It's how it works in corporate America and in radio, too. It just seems like if they don't like you, they just get rid, <laughs> of, you. Get rid of you. Yep. Uh, uh, you I've know, been there before. That's I, I don't mean. know. That kind of just feels like real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I don't know Except the for the $110 that one. million. That's the point. <laughs>
4: Well, that's true. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. I'm sure you and I would just be happy with the signing bonus. Can we get it? Can I get a brother a signing bonus, please? I want to get happy a signing with the bonus. Signing
2: bonus? Would, we wouldn't be working here if we had the signing bonus. We'd be done. <laughs> We'd be somewhere uh, on a beach.
4: That's right. Not in Florida, though. Not in Florida. Not in Florida. No. Those guys are crazy down there. We're definitely not, in... not going down there. We're going to uh, You know I'm where moving. we're going. I'm we're moving to our, New Jersey after all. That's right. You're going to yeah. move to New Jersey and we're going to own private stock of Popeye's chicken sandwiches. That's, that's gonna it. A
2: movie I'm going to I'm going to uh, shack up with Gabe Moore. I'm going to live over in the Fanduel, uh, in the Fanduel Sports Grid sports book at the Meadowlands. There's a, plan.
4: there's a reality show waiting to happen. Wow. Yeah.
2: Me and <laughs> Craig, Gabe. That'll be the name uh, of the show.
4: Craig and and Gabe living together. But yeah, Jared Goff. Look, I understand sometimes you watch Jared Goff and you go, "Why the hell did you do that?" But there, I feel even when I watch Jared Goff many times, there's probably three or four times a game. I know in that game against the Saints, there was probably at least a dozen where I kept going why did you do that? And that's fair. That's, that's going to be Jared Goff. However, Jared Goff is also a guy who set up perfectly in this offense with a perfect coach. McVay is a fantastic offensive mind. It was one of the reasons why I got so excited a couple of years ago when McVay went there and I thought he was going to remake everything. And that's why I was so bullish on Todd Gurley when people wanted to leave him for dead uh, after the Jeff Fisher era. And I personally look at Jared Goff as the guy who is going to be very good Never going to be great, but certainly good enough to be a playoff quarterback, a guy that we already know can get you to a Super Bowl and a guy that is comfortable with McVay and McVay is comfortable with him. And I think that's what this hundred plus million dollars is about. What can we do here? This is our era. This is our guy. We don't want to go quarterback shopping anymore. Nobody wants to do that in the NFL. It's a very risky Russian roulette kind of situation. So bring in Goff, get him in there. He's finally kind of started to live up to the draft slot that he was taken, and I think it's a no-brainer. This is what you do. It's the NFL. You lock up your quarterback, right, Greg?
2: Yeah. Let me me ask you just quick. Um, Do you think, just hypothetically, I mean, we don't know the answer to it. No one will ever know, so don't pretend like you know. But if you had to guess, would you you think that Josh Rosen, had he gone to the Rams and been put in the spot that Jared Goff had done, that his career would have gone differently? Because, Joe, for him, it is it is big trouble, you know? I mean, he had a horrible season with Arizona. He's gonna go into Miami even if he plays. It's gonna be a horrible season there too. Do you think that that Rosen in a better environment would have been good? I don't know that we're ever gonna know. He may have one of those uh, uh, David Carr careers where it's just a few years and done. And I don't know that it's his fault or not. I just don't know that we'll ever go with that. You know, it's funny you mentioned him because that was the exact guy that popped
4: in my head was Carr. And a guy that we all thought had a fair amount of talent and everybody was super excited as they should be when he went to the Texans. And then, unfortunately, he was a guy that spent most of his career on his back and it was just, it's brutal. Um, You know what? We don't know for sure, but I think it's safe to say that we'd certainly think of him differently. I think, I'd like to think that when you surround a guy with talent, when you surround a young quarterback, especially with offensive line, and you give him confidence and you give him weapons, that you've put him in a position to succeed. So, yeah, I do think that, so much of this has to do with where you end up and you're right. He's ending up in a bad spot two years in a row now to start his career. I almost kind of feel sorry for him. I mean, he's kind of a weird dude, but I feel sorry for Rosen because I feel like his bar to be successful is now set so high and the pieces around him are not going to help elevate him to that because of where he was taken and the hype around him and the class. Of his peers. That's the other thing too. You know it. You can go back to the you know the Ken O'Brien you know Blackledge draft with Marino and those guys. Like they all John Elway. It, they are always going to be compared to each other for some dumb reason because they were in the same draft. And oh, who screwed up and who didn't take that guy right and all that. But you know, I feel bad for Josh Rosen, but I think he would be successful if he was with McVay. I think he. I don't know about the Super Bowl, but man, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue that a playoff team.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think Rosen probably be gone for Miami after the year. Going to have to be a backup somewhere else and, and hope to get a job because Miami clearly is going to take a quarterback first overall. He's going to get bounced. Uh, second down, yeah. we spent a lot of time on first down. Wow, it was a long drive, Joe. Second down, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. A- anything left to say here at this point? Not going to play this year. They want high picks. They're not getting them. I think that if they were to make a trade, Joe, he's worth a second round pick or a third round pick in reality. And uh, first and a fifth, they're not getting that. So no Gordon this year. We close the book on this. I think so. I mean, to quote one of my favorite films, Office Space, uh, Melvin,
4: not going to not going to not going to work here anymore. He's just uh, not going to be around. I don't think so. I just I, the Chargers have really stamped their foot here and I don't blame them. I understand from a point of view and their structure in terms of the salary cap, why they don't want to do this. And I understand why the Cowboys did want to do it with Elliott. But I kept saying six weeks to the entire season, that's what you should be bidding on when you bid on Melvin Gordon. And to me, that was still not a fifth round player. That was more like the Kareem Hunt-ish kind of value, like somewhere in between round five and Kareem Hunt. That's where I felt comfortable with Gordon, but he never slipped that far. Therefore, I never owned him. And I thought it was a risky proposition. So, yeah, I think Melvin Gordon owners should go light a candle in church, even if you don't believe.
2: Yeah, I Uh, I think the Chargers would be smart to just hold on to him at this point, hope. You don't ever want to hope for an injury. That's terrible to say. No, But, you're, but, but, it, happen, but an injury you're happens right? in the NFL, and then in six weeks, he gets traded. And then you get him back for week seven or week eight, you know, when the trade. Because the trade deadline's a lot earlier in the NFL than it is uh, in the other sports. Okay, uh, third down. We're back to our Popeye's talk. Popeye's customer pulls a gun out in a Popeye's after they run out of chicken sandwiches, Joe. And that, to me, has me more motivated to try one of these than any other of uh, the Popeye's stories. that I I mean, it must be so good that if someone's pulling a gun yeah. out. So, Was okay. it Samuel L. Jackson? I just want to know. Was that the guy? <laughs> Yeah, it was, McDow- my
4: chicken, MF- it was McDowell's. It was McDowell's or McDonald's? Got it? You know, yeah. I just I couldn't help it. I, this is a true story. It was, you know, with the kids getting some uh, some school shopping and they had like the discount movies or whatever. And coming to America was in there. And I was like, five bucks. You know, I don't own it on DVD. I used to watch it on VHS back in the day a million times. I was like, of course. I think I have to go pick that up, man. That is a classic comedy, man. Coming to America. So yeah, good. they're making oh. it again. Yeah, they're making it
2: again. Eddie Murphy's yeah, coming back in a big way.
4: Uh, He is. But I mean, I just wish they would leave certain things alone. Let's just make a new movie that's funny. Stop trying to dig up stuff from the past. That's
2: what we do, man. The reboots are the the end Uh, thing.
4: Because no one reads. That's why. No one reads.
2: All right. Real quick. Fourth down. I don't know if you caught this, Joe, on Monday night, Labor Day night. But a a cheerleader at Louisville uh, had her nose broken by uh, Ian Book, a quarterback of Notre Dame. Now, look, let's be clear here. He didn't break her nose on purpose. He threw a ball. It went real far out of bounds, and she didn't get a chance to turn around. It hit her smack in the nose, and now she's got a little mini, mini celebrity out of it, Joe. So, I mean, broken nose, but it kind of worked out for her a little bit. This is life. Continuously,
4: balls will hit you in the face, and you have to make the most of it. That's that's what happens, and this is very Brady Bunch. This is, this is what happens here. You know, I want to... Uh... Uh, Look, here's the funny thing. Would we be talking about this cheerleader? No, of course not. But she got hit in the face and it's unfortunate. Hopefully she's all right. No, I'm sure it wasn't. uh, It it didn't feel very good. But uh, I guess here's the question. Uh, The rest of Ian Book, was, was this the highlight of his night or no? No, he was
2: great. He's really okay. Good. okay. Yeah, he <laughs> okay. But, but as you elegantly put it, I would say, and I'll repeat it again, uh, balls, balls to the face, Joe. Thank you for Constantly. that little anecdote. I appreciate that. Life is balls to the face. Okay. Pretty much. Makes All right. Well, we'll leave you with that one in this segment. We'll come back with more. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today. Ben Heisler is going to join us. We'll get into a little DFS action a little bit later in the show. Craig Vistro, a Pia, don't go away.
0: friends forever people are all over the arizona cardinals and how high tempo this offense is going to be how murray's gonna be able to stand up at the end of the day and i get he's more mobile than some of the other quarterbacks they've had there josh rose in particular but if the arizona cardinals offensive line is as brutal as we expect it to be arguably dead last in the nfl with minimal improvements made should we still be drafting david johnson at five overall
3: watch live weekdays 2 to 4 p.m eastern on sumo tv channel 719 The Morning Line. There could be a female kicker before too long in the NFL. And quite, I don't think NFL people are going to care. I don't think fans will care as long as she doesn't miss wide right, wide left, whatever. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, would you have rather have uh, Carly Lloyd or your wide left guy there? So why not Carly Lloyd? Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
2: Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open up a sports wagering account. At fanduelcom slash grid, point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering, and of course, college and pro football, and you are in control. Go to fanduelcom slash grid, open up your new account, claim your free wager of up to 500 bucks today, 21 years and older, of course, New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply, see website for details, if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, well, we're getting close to the season starting, it's Thursday night, Joe and I show, are going. it's going to stay the same in terms of the discussion but the content is going to change. We have just been pounding predictions and ADP and RPV uh, since Joe's come on the show here over the last month. And finally, we get to talk about some actual football starting tomorrow. But that does leave us about 48 hours of some hot takes. So, Joe, let's kind of get into some you know sort of bold predictions, AFC, NFC here on the show before the season starts. Because they're no good after Thursday, basically. I don't like these people who come in after the first week and say, uh, you know, here's what I think. So let's kind of get started with that. You tell me what you're thinking, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, again, these are just some hot takes with some a little deductive
4: reasoning or maybe just what seems to be going out there in the Twitterverse or some other places where people are talking about this stuff. So I want to throw some out there, and you tell me if it's a hot take or if it actually uh, has some weight, and maybe there's something to it. Let's start with the champs. Let's start with the New England Patriots, my New England Patriots. They are without Rob Gronkowski. Right. Yes, they brought back Josh Gordon, but uh, the running back Sony Michelle certainly has some questionable knee stuff. Uh, Tom Brady's another year older, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Is it a hot take to say that the Patriots don't win this division this year with
2: Buffalo and the Jets getting better? It's not a hot take. It's a ridiculous take. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pa- Patriots, Patriots get to 10 wins at the minimum this season. For people who don't know in the gambling world, they've gone over their win total eight of the last nine years per Vegas. And the only time they didn't was last year. And it was a push. That's how much winning they've done. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's a hot take. Patriots are winning the division. Is it a push?
4: Is the push, I guess, a, a trend possibly going in the other direction? Just, just putting it out there. You know, I don't believe it, but I know a lot of people out there are, are looking to finally uh, dethrone the
9: champs.
2: So do you think I don't, I don't no. think so. I, it's not a total that I'm in on this year, but I would not, uh, I, w- I would say that is not a-, a trend is something that happens three or four years in a row, not once. So I will say no, I will say they I will say they at least push or go over this year. That division is easy enough for them to get to that point.
4: All right. So with the running back by committee situation starting the season anyway, you got old man Gore, you got Singletary over in Buffalo. But with all those guys maybe feeding off the ball and getting different hot hand takes and all this stuff, is it a hot take to say Josh Allen leads the Buffalo Bills in rushing this year?
2: Um. No, I don't think that's completely unreasonable. I think that Allen could rush for. I mean, he showed a lot of uh, running ability last year. So if he ran for seven hundred yards, and Singletary was a little bit of a disappointment, and Gore did what he did, I, I mean, it doesn't seem probable, but it seems possible. A lot more possible than the previous uh, take you had. And I and I've kind of made my opinion known here on Buffalo. You and I will probably just end up disagreeing here. I think Gore is going to end up being the number one running back in Buffalo this season statistically. Uh, I saw this play out last year in Miami, so I do think that uh, that that's a possibility, not probable, but possible. All right, I'm going to
4: say it's probably unlikely, but I I think that it certainly has merit when you consider that Josh Allen was averaging 90 yards a game there yes. rushing towards the last six games of the season, so that was quite a run. So even if he just maintained that similar pace, even if Singletary was pretty good, like second half of the season, like it might be a challenge. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's do the uh, the New York Jets here. So I know everyone's talking about Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that seem to want to hate on Le'Veon Bell and hate on Adam Gase. And and that's fair. There's a lot of reasons to hate a lot of people, but I guess here's the uh, hot take out there. Le'Veon Bell because of Adam Gase and because it's the jets does not finish as an RB one. And maybe because of the, class around of RB1, potentially scratching around there, the Chubbs and Cooks and those guys who look like they're going to be RB1s this year. Is it a hot take to say Le'Veon Bell doesn't finish as an RB1 this year?
2: I, I, don't, I don't think it's completely hot, but I do. Th- I will say this uh, between Le'Veon Bell and Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley and and even Dalvin Cook, I think, who's going mostly in the first round. I, maybe I'm missing a couple Oh, David Johnson. Uh, someone's not going to. I mean, this is this is this is fantasy football. Uh, It wouldn't shock me at all, Joe, to see Barkley rush for 500 yards this year. Nothing surprises me in fantasy. These things happen every year. Two years ago, you drafted David Johnson number one overall, played one game, missed the entire season. Guys get hurt in football. So I don't think it's a very hot take, Joe. I don't know that it is Bell. I don't know that it is McCaffrey. I don't know if it's Kamara, but someone is not going to grade out as an RB1 at the end of the year. So I would say possible for sure. 50-50 shot, guy gets hurt, out for the year. Happens all the time.
4: Yeah, I, I think it would take an injury. I really do. I think that's the one thing that it would take. I don't think it's going to be a performance thing. I don't think it's going to be the usage thing. I think everybody who's on the hater side of the Adam Gase, Le'Veon Bell situation needs to just step back and realize Adam Gase has never had a toy quite as useful as Le'Veon Bell before. So uh, let's move on to the last and probably the least is the Miami Dolphins. So, Greg, is it a hot take to say the Dolphins go winless? Oh, and 16 this year. It's pretty brutal right now.
2: Yeah, that's a hot take. Uh, It is bad for them, but this is not Detroit bad of a few years ago. Virtually, it it is. Look, historically speaking, there's been two teams in history that have gone to 116, if I'm not mistaken, Tampa Bay and Detroit. And think about the long history, 150 years or whatever it is in the NFL. So this is honestly, Joe, the hottest take of them all, probably the most incorrect of them all. Uh, They'll win a game. I mean, everybody wins a game in the NFL. Now their season win total in Vegas is four and a half. I don't see that happening, but there's a reason why that line is four and a half, Joe, and that is because this is the NFL, and anything can happen, and Vegas knows all. So I would obviously go under that four and a half, but Joe, uh, 0 and 16, no. They're they're winning a game. They will win a game this year. Yeah. I, I think they will win a game or two as well. I don't think they're
4: going to go 0-16, but if they went 0-16, it wouldn't be a shocker for me. That's for sure. Yeah, and hey, At least that. if yeah. they went 0-16, they get the number one overall pick for sure. And you don't have to fight with the Cardinals every year. All right, let's yeah. go to the and Oakland by, Raiders. By the way, Joe, by the oh, way
2: Dolphins man. have beaten New England at home almost every year. Oh, like, I'm, they, well aware? Right. So, I'm well, so, well aware. Yeah, so <laughs> again, you know, something like that's going to happen this year. They'll get Buffalo at home or the Jets at home. They'll win 17-13. Some quarterback will throw five picks. A quarterback will get hurt on the other side. They're going to win a game.
4: All right. Oakland Raiders. All right. Everybody's talking about the Raiders and everybody's talking about the impact of Antonio Brown and that impact also on Mr. Carr. So my question to you, is it a hot take to say that Carr, because he's got a a running back that we are thinking is going to be pretty good, at least most of us, and a legitimate number one wide receiver and some uh, improved offensive line help? Do you think that Mr. Carr can
2: become a QB one, a low end QB one, but a QB one this year? Is that a hot take? Yeah, I don't th- I don't think so. I would say that this is more on the less probable side. If you go and check out the NFFC, uh, I participated in the Razz Bowl. I was in that slow draft and you can actually check who had players pick the highest and lowest and their names. And the most embarrassing one is the name Antonio Brown by Craig Mish, who took him in the first round. I was the highest among all of the leagues. Now, remember, I took this all before the helmet saga and all that other nonsense because I was just such a believer in him. But I think that's going to end up being a horrible pick for me, because if the Raiders start losing, I don't know what Brown is going to do. And if they take Brown away from the equation in Oakland, Carr is definitely not a QB one. So I'm going to say no on this one, Joe. Um, hot little bit of a hot take from me there.
4: Yeah, see, I think it's a hot take just based on the other quarterbacks like Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who all run a lot. So I think those guys automatically just kind of bump up in fantasy points. So the pocket passer like Carr has to have a, you know, forty five hundred. 35 touchdown kind of a year in order to kind of keep pace with those guys who might have lower passing totals, but higher rushing totals and higher rushing TD totals. That's kind of where I struggle with this with Carr. So, uh, and I don't think that Brown picks gonna be so bad. Okay. I think Brown's going to be great. All right. Kansas. I hope so so too. All right. Kansas city chiefs. Here we go. Hot take, hot take. LaShawn McCoy is going to lead the team in rushing this year. Everybody wants to say it happened now, or not everybody. All those people who own Lashawn McCoy, now they've gone there. It's Andy Reid. It's the old Lashawn McCoy. They're all gangs back, back together. It's going to be great. Is it, is it a hot take, or do you think uh, that uh, maybe Lashawn McCoy could do it?
2: it, it I, I wouldn't rule this one out at all. Um, you know, again, running backs, NFL, they get hurt, and McCoy certainly is not the guy that he was in the past, but, but Joe, this is like the closer in baseball. This reminds me of this. Damien Williams is the starter, right? What happens if in week one at Jacksonville, tough defensive matchup? What if Damien Williams' line is eight carries, 10 yards? What happens in week two if Damien Williams' carry is 12 carries, 20 yards? All of a sudden, you could see McCoy getting more carries. It's, it's possible. This is like the closer that blows two saves, and then he's done, and then the manager makes the move. So um, not probable, but not impossible at all for me. Just because, again, there's so much turnover in running backs. And Damian Williams really last year was the only year that he proved to be a viable running back, not just in reality, but in fantasy as well. Remember, the Dolphins gave him away completely. Not that that means anything, but it's just true. So I'm going to say not impossible here. Not not completely out of the realm for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's a
4: hot take just because uh, I I just don't see... Shady being the guy that he was, I think he's kind of a shell of what he used to be, and you could put him with the right guy and the right offense, and maybe it works. Maybe, but I don't know. Rebirth of running backs in their 30s is not something I like to put my money on personally. Yeah. That I mean, it happened right. last year. It happened it last year. I it mean, did. Adrian, it can, Peterson, it, Adrian it, it, Peterson. It can Peterson. happen. Yeah, I mean, it can yeah. happen, but yeah. he also doesn't have a quarterback who wants to throw the ball as much. <laughs> That's the
2: yeah, only no.
4: caveat with that.
2: No, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, I mean Peterson, I, we, if we were doing this last year with Peterson, mm-hmm. we'd be both saying the same thing. He's done no chance. Hot take, yeah. and he did By it. By the way, so.
4: you probably lost If our friend Bob Harris' listening and you probably
2: completely lost him on the baseball
4: metaphor. I just want you to know. Uh, yeah, Denver Broncos, is it a hot take to say Royce Freeman is going to surpass Philip Lindsay this year as the RB1?
2: This is so tough for me. I, I really I don't have a good feel at all for, for the for the Broncos, and I don't have a good feel for their running backs because in every flack of offense, there's always been a good running game. So, And, and you would think that there's more opportunities there. And it, it's usually the smart move, to bet against players that have never done it before or don't look like they've done it before. Philip Lindsay is a player that's kind of on an island. He's little, he was undrafted, and he way outperformed what anybody thought that he did last year. Those are the kind of guys to bet against. Now, again, if you did that in baseball for the last five years against Jose Altuve, you lost. But I'm going to bet against Lindsay, and I'm going to say that there is a chance that Freeman – ends up salvaging this running back class and ends up having a better year than him. So I'm going to say that's uh, not a hot take. All right. Fair enough.
4: I'm going to say, I don't think it's a hot take. But it's certainly, I guess, this all depends on what interest you bought in on. Did you buy the Lindsay That's side, the, the Freeman side? Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it's definitely going to taint all of us. I bought more Lindsay. You probably bought more Freeman. So I think it's all in the eye of the beholder right now. And look, Joe Flacco could ruin everybody. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Come on, guys. Yeah. Anything's possible. But I do think it's going to be better. Do you want to you want to slide in the charges here or hit a break? Let, what do you want? Let's
2: hit a quick break. We'll come back with more hot take AFC style. You're listening to Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Don't go away.
7: and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar money now 100.com that's money now the number 100.com
6: 400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Fantasy Sports
3: Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
2: All right. Welcome back. Craig, Miss Joe Pisa Pia. Some more hot takes for you in the AFC where we last left you. We were talking about the Denver Broncos and their running back situation and running through some of these hot takes. Really good job by Joe here coming up with some of these. Let's see if he can uh, keep the momentum going here. And uh, let's move over to your your Chargers hot take. One of my unclear teams for me going into this season.
4: Well, yeah, I think for a lot of people, too. All right. So you have the Derwin James injury, which is a huge loss over on the defensive side. I think anybody can agree with that. And now that Melvin Gordon obviously not coming back and playing, is it a hot take to say that the Chargers will regret not signing
2: Melvin Gordon? Hmm. Mm, yeah, they, now we're they regret it. In. Woo! Will they regret it? I will say I will say that here, I'll I'll use this. The Chargers <laughs> will be disappointing, and they potentially will use that as an excuse, but it will not be the reason why they don't end up winning eleven or twelve games this year, or maybe even ten. So I will say that it is not a hot take because they'll use that and say, "Oh, they didn't use, they didn't, have, they didn't sign Melvin Gordon." But I don't believe that that would be the reason. The other reasons that you have illustrated include, including uh, losing James, and according to Pro Football Focus, heading into the season, the Chargers have the worst offensive line in football. Now, look, Rivers has had that in the past, but we're going into a preseason grade here. This is what they're saying is that they're the worst. So. With those things all piling up, I'm going to say uh, they'll blame Gordon, but it won't be his fault.
4: I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. It won't be all his fault, or maybe it's part of the puzzle, but there's going to be a lot more blame about that decision than maybe some other personnel decisions or some unfortunate injuries to factor into the equation. I agree with you. All right, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to run. Uh, Mr. Mark Ingram's going to run. Maybe Justice Hill will run. We'll see. It's going to be a running kind of an offense. So, uh hot take or not, Mark Ingram has more rushing yards this year than Lamar Jackson when all said and done.
2: Yeah, that's a hot take. I believe Jackson is going to be uh, close to a thousand or a thousand yard rusher this year. I think that this is going to be one of the big breakout stars in fantasy this year. I don't know that he'll throw 30 touchdowns. I don't see that happening. But this is one of the very few things that I heard in the preseason that I think is going to come to fruition, where uh, I believe very early on in July when I was doing baseball, uh, I, I saw somewhere where they said that Lamar Jackson plans on getting a lot of carries, a lot of touches, a lot of yards. That's the one that I do believe, with the caveat, of course, that when that happens, a guy can get hurt. And my hope is, is that even if Jackson does miss a game, because if you said to me, hey, Craig, give me an over under on the amount of missed games for Lamar Jackson this season, I definitely would say uh, if you said it at a half, I'd say over. I, I do think that there's a chance that this guy could get hurt. But if he rushes for 70 yards a game, Joe, he's getting he's getting a thousand yards rushing on the season. And that is so much fantasy value statistically in leagues that you get, especially those decimal points for rushing yards, 0.01. So I am going to say Lamar Jackson does it, man. I like that call a lot. Yeah, I I think so, too. And I'll tell you what,
4: I, I think you should also pay attention, especially the people who drafted Drew Brees this year in single quarterback leagues. If for some reason, Lamar Jackson's sitting on the waiver wire, and I doubt that he is, but if he is, even a single quarterback league, I would grab him, and I would be playing him in all those road games where the Saints go on the road and Drew Brees becomes a pedestrian quarterback, and I would take my shots with some Lamar Jackson days if the matchup especially – portends to be a good one because i think you can make a lot of you can make a a really really strong quarterback position as a whole with those two guys in a single quarterback league playing grease at home and then lamar jackson the rest of the times just take those rushing yards to the bank all right i've seen a lot of reaches as drafts have kind of closed down here for the year on joe mixon and i love joe mixon i'm a joe mixon fan but a lot of people seem to want to elevate him into that next tier of running back into the very top tier. So I'll put it to you. Is it a hot take that Joe Mixon finishes as a top five fantasy running back this year?
2: No, because I I think that he is probably going to get more volume running and catching the ball than any other running back in the NFL. Uh, This this offense going into the season is a disaster. I mean, when well, the you, defense when is you, worse when, when you, <laughs> and, and, and I think a lot of balls being caught out of the backfield. I just think it's a major issue for me going into the season. When you take away the best player on a team, the Colts take away luck. Bengals take away AJ green. I mean, you cannot understate how good that guy was. And so I just think they're going to constantly try and pound teams with him to keep the game close. Boyd will get some usage. Whoever they have on the other side will get some usage, too, along with Eifert if he's healthy. I don't think that this is unreasonable at all. And by the way, I don't think that Mixon is great. In fact, I think at the end of the year when you grade him out, he may only average 3.8, 3.9 yards a carry, which isn't fantastic. But I do think it's certainly possible he's in the top five at the end of the year based on usage.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I get that. I get that take. I just worry about them being behind and how much you're going to have to throw the ball. And, and granted, Mixon's part of that passing game. You're right. You did make that point, yeah. that point, and he's he's good out of there. Um, I was a big Mixon owner last year. I had tons of shares this year. They got a little elevated in terms of cost, where he was going five, six overall, and that's just not where I wanted to be with Mixon. Like, I just did not think that's about where he was. But again, draft to draft, owner to owner, very different. I know a lot of people are excited about the Cleveland Browns. I am too. Ooh. Because they're going to be fun to watch, if nothing else. And I know a lot of people are in love with Baker Mayfield and in love with the Odell Beckham acquisition and in love with everything going on. It's all things Cleveland. So my question to you is, can Baker Mayfield, is it hot take to say that he could finish as the QB one overall this year?
2: Yeah, I think that's hot. I, I don't think so. Now, I will say this. If your league gives you six points for touchdowns and you don't lose anything for picks, I think it's somewhat of a possibility. But Mayfield has a lot of Favre in him, and even though Favre is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I believe he threw the most interceptions of all time. So uh, when, we that first got, when we first got around to start taking points away for picks, that wasn't even really the Favre era. Like More or less, when we were playing fantasy and Favre was a quarterback for the Packers, you were getting six points for your quarterback. Eventually, we realized it was too much, and a lot of leagues went down to four, but they still weren't taking points away for picks. Now, every league does it. uh, Mayfield's going to throw 15, 20 picks for sure this year. It takes a lot of chances, so I don't think it's reasonable, Joe. In leagues that you have minus for for that. Now, if you have no minuses, I mean, this guy could end up throwing for the most touchdowns in the NFL and the most yards. But when you factor in the interceptions, that's big. 20 interceptions minus two is 40 points. That's going to drag yeah. him below any quarterback. one. Well, there's also one thing missing from this equation,
4: too, and that's my boy, Patrick Mahomes, who's going to say, no, Baker Mayfield, that two is the best you can possibly do. I'm still the number one. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, one more here in the north to do before we go to the south. Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, Ben Roethlisberger threw out of necessity for 5,000 yards. This year, is it a hot take to say he repeats it and throws for 5,000 yards again?
2: It's, It's certainly possible. I mean, the guy's just been a machine for many, many years. He doesn't get hurt, plays every game he you know gets hit in the knee comes out yeah comes he gets no in.
4: fantasy love craig i feel like yeah, he gets he no fantasy love
2: he he doesn't so i'm going to say not a hot take at all every draft that i did he was the big quarterback slipper for sure but this is an easy one for me it's possible for sure i without. think it's
4: i think it might be necessity i'll take it a step further especially if connor isn't quite what they expect him to be he might need him to throw the ball a lot more, which is really good news for your James Washington shares. I'm going to put that out there. I don't have any
2: James Washington shares. Uh, That's because I have them
4: all. How could you possibly get any? (laughs) All right, let's go Houston Texans. And uh, let's start here with this team because uh, I know big, big changes here in the last couple of weeks, uh, but outside of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, let's just, let's just try it. Um, The second best wide receiver on the Texans this year will be Will Fuller.
2: Not hot or not. at all. Not hot at all. Right okay. on the money.
4: Yep. All right. Well, because you could make the argument now for Duke no. Johnson, even as a second. No. I'm just saying no. you could make no. a lot of I, I got arguments. Will
2: Fuller. I got Will Fuller. Cootie uh, would have been, had he been 100% healthy as a chance going into the season. And I'm not buying Kenny Stills. Uh, remind me week one when Kenny Stills gets cut this week before <laughs> the, the game starts. Seriously. <laughs> like, remember, not his fault at all but you know anybody who goes against what the nfl believes they find a way to get rid of them like they did kaepernick so i think that certainly could be a factor for kenny stills at some point this year
4: i don't know i think they kind of need that depth man with the injury history those two guys have had qt and and will fuller and i i love fuller's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite combinations like hopkins is brilliant i get it and i'm the biggest hopkins guy there is but you want to talk about good return on investment. When you pair Watson and Fuller, it's like an automatic touchdown and an automatic good Watson game, man, like that is hard to pass up in DFS. I'm sorry. Just from a ROI standpoint, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, look, I know everyone's talking about the offense and what they could do and all these things, but I want to talk about this defense because I don't know, man, I, I saw a lot of chinks in the armor last year and a lot of things that I did not. And I granted the offense, put them in a bad spot. But is it a hot take to say that once again, the Jaguars defense does not finish in the top 10 overall?
2: Uh, you know, this is, this is one that of all the ones we've done, I would probably just take a pass on because I don't pay attention close enough to know that Joe. So feel free okay. to answer that one for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I follow the NFL. I can't say that I know the in-depth secrets of what's going on with their defense. No, I
4: got you. I, I will do my best to be the defense in the IDP and, and continue to push that. I mean, my, I know they have miles Jack and he got a big contract. So. He sure did. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that, but I'm going to tell you what I think That it's not a hot take because I don't know how improved this offense is. I know Falls has a big arm. That's great. But D.D. Westbrook doesn't scare me. And uh, as far as Fournette goes, I'm still just not a believer. So I think the offense is going to put him in a similar spot. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. So here we go. Uh, This is a tricky one. Hot take. Now that Andrew Luck is gone, T.Y. Hilton finishes under a 1,000 yards this year. Hot take or not?
2: No, because we don't know the answer. And and I'm happy to see that they gave Brissett some of Luck's money. I don't think that that really should mean a lot to anyone, considering the, how much money they saved with him retiring. I would think that Hilton's got a good shot to go over, but this is also a player that has missed games through the years. So I would say not a hot take at all. Possible. Did you think they did that too, just as a signal to the rest of the team? Of course. To say, hey, look, you're our guys. Of you believe,
1: course. You know, th- that of to me course.
4: was a... Big one. But you know what? It's not wrong, right? No, they wrong. did
2: exactly what they listened. To. This happens in all sports. You want to make a statement to your fans and to the team. This is what you do. Um, but again, they saved so much money with luck retiring. They had some. It's like uh, you go into your couch and you're like, wow, look at all this free money. And then you spend it. And that's what they did.
4: All right. Let's uh, do the last one here. Tennessee Titans, before we close out the hot takes here in the South and the AFC all together. Tennessee Titans, obviously, there's Derrick Henry there. There's some questions about some of the receivers. We like the talent of Corey Davis, but it always comes back to what? The quarterback. And here's the hot take question in terms of the quarterback situation in Tennessee. Craig Mish, I'm going to ask you, is it a hot take to say Ryan Tannehill ends up taking more snaps as the Titans quarterback this year than Marcus Mariota?
2: I think it is a hot take. I do think Mariota takes more, but I, but I, I have a feeling Tannehill will play. I could see Tannehill starting. I think we we hit on this, like I said, an over of like six and a half games for him. So um, whether it happens early in the season or late, I, I still, I'm going to say it's a little hot. Mariota starts more games. I, I don't think they'll give up just yet. All right. So there you have it. So, uh, That's some exciting stuff.
4: I like the hot takes. Yeah, that'll be the NFC tomorrow.
2: Yeah, we'll do the NFC tomorrow here on Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, But with that, let's take a quick time out here on the show. Coming up next, the best of our first hour of the program, Ben Heisler is going to join us in hour number two. We have Fantasy Football Trust or Bust as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia. Don't go away.
0: Use as directed.
5: Let dailyroto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan duel or DraftKings Kings tournament, or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at dailyroto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
3: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Misch and Joe Pizzapia.
2: Welcome back to fantasy sports today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. My new England Patriots,
4: they are without Rob Gronkowski. Yes, they brought back Josh Gordon, but uh, the running back Sonny Michelle certainly has some questionable knee stuff. Uh, Tom Brady's another year older, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Is it a hot take to say that the Patriots don't win this division this year with
2: Buffalo and the Jets getting better? It's not a hot take. It's a ridiculous take. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, uh, Patriots, Patriots get to 10 wins at the minimum this season. For people who don't know, in the gambling world, they've gone over their win total eight of the last nine years per Vegas. And the only time they didn't was last year. And it was a push. That's how much winning they've done. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's a hot take. Patriots are winning the division.
4: Is it a push? Is the push, I guess, uh, a trend possibly going in the other direction? Just just putting it out there. You know, I don't believe it, but uh, I know a lot of people out there are are looking to finally uh, dethrone the champs. So do you think I don't I don't think
2: so. It's not a total that I'm in on this year, but I would not uh, I I would say that is not a, a trend is something that happens three or four years in a row, not once. So I will say no, I will say they I will say they at least push or go over this year. And we'll be right back with more Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.